Hello and welcome to this episode of Power Up Your Business. I'm your host, Matthew Jones. This episode is brought to you by Q Performance, which is my business. We coach and mentor tradie business owners to ensure that they earn more, work less, and create a lifestyle of choice with a lot less stress. In this episode, we speak with Paul Wilkinson from PBR Plumbing, based in Perth. Now, Paul's been operating his business since 2006, and his story is very similar to a lot of business owners who have been operating for 5, 10, 15 years, where he had some good times, but a lot of times during that 15 years, there were a lot of lows, and there's a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of questioning, and Paul really come to the stage, especially around that early 2020, whether he should keep on going. Now, you'll hear Paul when he come on board as a client of Q Performance how we really forced him to get out of his comfort zone. We really forced him to make some tough decisions. Some of those tough decisions that he made and really brave decisions was to get rid of construction work. Previously, Paul was doing everything. He was trying to please everyone. So he was doing commercial construction, residential construction, commercial maintenance, resi maintenance, where we made the decision very clearly, let's cut construction. Now, at the time... You know, Paul thought by cutting construction, his business would fold because that was a large part of his turnover. And you'll hear how it kept him busy for the bulk of the time. The key thing that Paul did and a brave decision was that he knew he had to make that step. And ultimately, by cutting construction work, which kept him busy, but unfortunately didn't make him any profit. And by making that cut, he was able to free up his time to focus on his core market, really focus on his core A-class customers, really improve his service delivery, really improve the relationships with his team and his clients, all because he wasn't being distracted. So listen to how Paul really got out of his comfort zone, how he really improved his leadership and his communication by removing distractions. You know, he removed a lot of social media and he's doing a lot of marketing that was taking up a lot of his time. By removing, again, these distractions, by removing these D-class clients that kept him busy, he was able to really double down and focus on his key clients, the key clients that he is an expert in now. And really hear how from cutting off a large part of his turnover by getting rid of construction, now how he's really building a real big profitable business around commercial maintenance and how he's getting great referrals. Now he's doubled his profitability. But more importantly, He's feeling a lot more confident within himself. He's a lot less stressed. His financial position has gone from out of two out of 10 to now seven out of 10. His confidence in the future has gone from two out of 10 to now 10 out of 10. And ultimately now he's just got that focus, he's clear-headed and he's confident. And really now he's assured of the pathway to success. So he's really bought into our program methodology and it's been a real pleasure in witnessing this change. Really enjoy this episode, everyone. There's some really key takeaways. Cheers, everyone. You're here to change your life. Because there's too much on the line, you're sacrificing a shitload now and your family need to benefit. You've got to make learning a passion for yourself. The clicker for me, come and realise that, hey, got to get better at business. Hey, Paul, welcome to 
Power Your Business podcast, mate. Great to have you on board. Hi, Matt. Yeah, how you going? Good, mate. Good. And look, really keen to dig into your story, uh, your story, 15 years plus of, of operating your business. You know, through that time, a lot of highs and lows. And I know for our listeners, there's going to be a lot of gold and, and key takeaways that people can, want, number one, they'll resonate with your story for them on their journey as a business owner. But it's just some of the little things that you've done across especially the last 12 to 18 months to make some significant change. And the great thing about your story is, you know, you really got out of your comfort zone. That's what I really give you massive credit for is that you you did things that you didn't do the previous 15 years because you're in that comfort zone. So, but before we get into where you are now and some of the cool things you're up to now, how was it back in those early days and and, and running a you know, commercial plumbing business? You're also doing residential construction, commercial construction. So a large part of those early years was pretty much trying to please everyone, being very busy. Yeah, that's right, Matt. Yeah, it was pretty much start on the, the kitchen bench and uh, we took off. We, we, we got going very quickly very early in the piece and it was great we had everything uh, from as you said resi through to commercial and uh, we're taking it all on and uh, it was good it was a good good exciting first few years but um yeah it certainly it certainly needed some correction after some time because we realized that it's definitely not the, the way forward we we're too busy i was too busy and uh had no real clarity on what we're doing and around that, like when being busy and not having clarity, how was at different times some of the stress levels and probably being uncertain of are you making money? You know that you're busy at times, but are you making money? How how was that impacting your personal life? Yeah, in, early in the piece, I mean, we made money. I made money, but it's things were just getting really busy. Um, I was being taken away from spending time on the tools making money, which is which was how it was set up at that time, taking all the calls and trying to please everybody and realise that after some time that we weren't actually making any money because I was too busy looking after everybody on the phone and on the email and everywhere else. So I knew there had to be uh, some big changes made, that's for sure. So, Paul, back in late 2019, early 2021, you, you reached out and to become part of the Q performance community, which has been great. And you've been great to have you on board, you know, sharing your knowledge, your stories, and also your passion for business. But coming on and, and getting to that crux of like, okay, 15 years I've been operating. I'm still being, you know, running it as a job. You know, I'm still enslaved to the business as it were, where, you know, everything relies on me. I can't really go on a good holiday or, you know, I've got to be sort of connected 24-7 of the business. What were some of the things that really I suppose, you know, really got you driven to make that change, to reach out for help? Because uh, a lot of people don't go for help. A lot of people say, no, I'm sweet, I'll keep going. So you made that that tough call at, at certain times ago. Well, this is the last roll of the dice. What do I need to do? Who can help me? What were you feeling at that stage before you reached out for help and just wanted some assistance and guidance about, you know, how can I move the business forward in a successful, sustainable fashion? Yeah, it, it's been 15 years. So, yeah, it was in earlier on I'd met you with a Reese meeting we had in the Perth branch at Reese and you were there and it was a really good conversation. Your meeting went really well. 
I think it come down to price point at that time, coming on with some coaching. I knew I, I knew I would like to do that. Because that was about 10 years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it'd be 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so it was always on the back burner. Um, I was going, what I thought was going okay. It took that time for me to go through a whole lot of processes to work out that I, I did need help. Uh, that's when I reached out and it's the best thing I've ever done. And making that call and, and jumping on board, I know, especially in the initial stage of, of joining the community and, and jumping into the coaching program, the Power Up program, we really got you out of that comfort zone. You had to make some tough calls. Now, that first call that we really identified was what type of work do you enjoy? What type of work makes you money? Mm. And it was pretty clear at the time the commercial maintenance side was what you really enjoyed and what you were good at as opposed to the construction side, which didn't make you money, not as much as especially as commercial maintenance. It kept you busy. It drained a lot of your time, a lot of your energy. And when we had to make that tough call, which a lot of businesses never do, they never make that tough call of saying no to a certain client and actually cutting off that client. How were you feeling at that time when we made that call, which is obviously a lot of apprehension because if I cut off that client, I'm going to lose a lot of revenue. What's going to happen if I can't get other new revenue? How did you feel when you actually made the call to say, right, we are no longer doing construction work. We're no longer working with builders. Yeah, it was a huge moment. We'd been working with builders from renovations right through to, you know, residential new homes through to larger projects on the coast. It kept us really busy and it was good work. We thought it was good work. We enjoyed that work, but it took 10 years for me to actually realise that the profit wasn't there and I won't go into too much detail, but, I mean, you do hear the, the story time and time again that if you do work with builders, you need to be focusing on that one aspect and to mix both maintenance and and new builds, uh, it doesn't work. It just, you can't do both. You can't do both well. And it took that long to work that out. So when I jumped on board with you, I knew what I had to do, but I think you just helped me deliver that message. And that's what, we, that's what I've been doing for the last six months, eight months, is just delivering that message to all our builders that we no longer do new builds at all. We don't have any contact with any builders anymore. Um, for that one reason, I've just completely turned it on its head and we are just commercial maintenance. We do residential, but we're focused on commercial and it's been great. It's been a lot of clarity and a, a really good decision. Uh, it's, yeah, it, I'm, I'm kind of, in a way, I'm glad that I went through the hard knocks with the builders because it, it taught me a lot. And I don't think you can, somebody to tell you that, you know, don't work for builders if you're doing maintenance you need to learn that yourself it's a it's a progression i think and uh, it's a good one yeah well it comes back to what you mentioned before we we met 10 years ago but at that stage on your journey you weren't ready for that guidance and as you alluded to you've got to go through the pain or the ups and downs you've got to test it you've got to experience it so that you actually really understand it that what is good for you and most people in our community they've they've been well worn you know they've got some war stories and what I say to people, I say, never regret what you've done, what you've done in the past. That's great. That's all learning. That's got you to here. So too many business owners say, oh, I shouldn't have done that, shouldn't do this. But I say to them, if you didn't do that, you wouldn't be here now. And 
as you allude to, it's a learning experience and you've got to really work out what works for you and what's good for you and ultimately have that confidence too on your journey as a leader and as a, on, on your journey as developing your business skills to have the confidence to really say no. And that's one of the hardest things where a lot of business owners, they really struggle to say no, because ultimately, if they say no to a job, what they do is they look ahead and they think, I've got days that I can't fill. I've got days that I'm not busy. Now, as we know, being busy does not make you profitable or productive. And you did the, again, getting out of that comfort zone, making that tough call to cut off the builders, which ultimately straight away, pretty much overnight, it reduced your Turnover, agree, in the short term. It, it cut off a lot of your turnover, cut off a lot of your work uh, to keep you, again, as we said, busy in the short term. Yeah, it did, Matt. And I think knowing what to say to the builders that we'd had a huge relationship with for a long time, you know, uh, 10, 12 years, they're all, they're, all, they're all good people. So I had to be very clear on what I was doing to be able to send that message through clearly to them and to, for them to understand where we're going. Um, and it was, it was easy to articulate uh, once I've been through all of that and it, it all made sense then. They, they agreed and they understood and it, it all went down quite well. So, yeah, it was, yeah, a lot of clarity. So just clarify that process that we went through and to really, as we talk about, always maintaining utmost professionalism and really trying to clarify with the builder that cutoff and why it is in our best interest to part ways. How did you how did you frame it to the builder and to your clients? Yeah, well, it was just that, that we are we are focused on commercial maintenance and the building side of things has been great, but um, it's just not for us. We're not we can't put our, all our eggs in one basket. We need to concentrate on on what we do and we do well. Um, it was more, I think. In the end, I didn't tell them that it was there was no profit in these buildings that we're building mm. for them um, and that it was a drawn-out process every time that we went through one of those contracts. Um, I, I, there's no point going down that track with them. It was more just telling them that my focus now is commercial maintenance and that um, I've really enjoyed working for you guys and appreciate all of what, what you've done up to, up to date. And uh, it was, I mean, you know, it, when I said it went down well, they were, they were quite shocked, but um, they respected my, what I had to say. And um, that's that. So I'm still in touch with a few of them. Um, they call me for some maintenance on their buildings and we make sure that that's all we're doing. So that, that's sort of how that went. It was just a, it took a little while for the message to sink in. It's that honesty though, right? And it was really pulling the Band-Aid off and, rather than sort of slowly peeling away and maybe not returning calls and maybe not prioritising their jobs, rather than doing that, which ultimately is a bad taste in their mouth, okay, where you just went, bang, sorry, I'm diverting my attention elsewhere. We want to be great in this space. I don't want to let you down. And that's the key thing. If you, if you really state to your clients that you're saying no to, listen, I don't want to let you down. I don't want to fail to deliver on our price we're going in another direction and we don't want to try and promise something that we can't deliver. Now, that's, as you alluded to, they respect that, the honesty. They can then make a decision with a, a, you know, a new subcontractor or a new contractor that they can work with. So it's great. And, again, key, always be professional. Always, 100%, don't drag things on and get the tough conversation out early, which was uncomfortable 
some of those conversations you had that build up feeling you know quite uncomfortable quite nervous mm, yeah well it was and i i knew i felt i felt actually felt quite confident with it because it'd mm. been so long i was very ready for that conversation and i think that's what shocked them the most that i was so direct with my approach and um you've been building up to it for five years that's right (laughs) very (laughs) correct (laughs) we're speaking with paul wilkinson from pbr plumbing if you'd like to learn how you can power up your business where you can earn more with a lot less stress please pick up a free copy of my book power up your tradie business only pay for shipping go to www.powerupyourbusiness.com.au forward slash book and enter in the code podcast or lowercase. Now, the great thing, and this is the this is the upside by, and it's part of our methodology, which we're strong on, correct, Paul, which is less is more. Less is more. Less types of clients, less types of jobs, but all about more quality. Okay. All about more in every hour that we do, we've got we're getting driving in more quality, more outcome, more productivity productivity, more engagement, increasing relationships. We're not trying to spread ourselves thin and trying to just surface code or just yeah, touch the surface on everything. We're trying to go deep. We're trying to go really deep. We're trying to understand our core customers' problems. We're trying to understand them as a person. We're trying to really drive empathy and be empathetic by slowing things down. We're trying to really tap into emotional intelligence, okay, really important emotional intelligence. When we're busy running around and we're just sort of you know, you're skipping past each other on a job site, you don't get to know people and you're not building relationships, you're not building rapport. Now, the thing that you've done really well and you've invested a lot of time is as part of our methodology methodology is our framework for the way we do it here. And as you agree, with the way we do it here, we're very focused on a type of client about the promise that we deliver them and the vision of where we're trying to go. You know, we want to be great. We want to be the expert in our space. Now, you can't be very clear on a specific promise or a vision when you are doing commercial building, residential building, residential maintenance, commercial maintenance, correct? And this is where a lot of a lot of people struggle on their planning and they struggle and they say, oh, Jonesy, but you know, it's, it's hard to get a plan in place. It's hard to really understand where we're going because we're doing so much. Well, that's the problem. And because you're able to pair it right back, clear focus, and you've developed a great, you know, the way we do it here in terms of which, again, very clearly to everyone listening, a clear vision of where we want to take the business and what that brand means out there in the marketplace long-term. We've got a very clear promise to the customer. What are we promising those commercial property managers? Very clear. And then critically, we've got clear values and behaviours and standards associated with that, that reflect the promise that we need to deliver and the vision of where we're going. And by having that framework and slowing down less is more, how has that journey been, number one, with the team? Now, really, that's the key thing that I want to really everyone to, to hear here as well is because you're not rushed trying to please all these other customers that were keeping you busy, having more time to invest in the team, how has that changed the engagement with your team? How has that changed the relationships with each of the individuals? It's been great. So then the boys knowing that we no longer are focused on doing the residential building, commercial building, it's just the commercial maintenance 
and the resi, uh, they're happy. They know where they're going and it's slowed down. Everything is a lot slower. We've got more time to concentrate on what we're doing and they're loving it. They're just, uh, the meetings, we're having a lot of meetings now, which we never had time for. We had on-site meetings, but we're brushing through everything and trying to rush through the jobs. And now we all sit down and slow down and, and quite methodical on our approach. And we have discussions around how we talk to our clients uh, whilst we're on site. And the guys are taking a lot more responsibility and nailing those conversations with the clients. Yeah, so, Paul, what I want to really drill into there and just sort of touch back on what you alluded to is having more time to talk to your team, to engage the team, to empower your team, to allow them to really understand how we operate. And the thing that you alluded to there, which I love, is rather than now having discussions around the job or just getting in and you know fixing the tap washer or fixing whatever's leaking, you're actually talking about the customer's needs. You're actually talking about speaking with the customer, conversing and communicating with the customer. And that then has then related or resulted in massive amount of improvements in reviews, Google reviews, client satisfaction has gone up enormously all because you've changed the tone and the, the focus of your team meetings. Yeah, that's right. We got away from talking about plumbing. Uh, we're, not, I mean, we're, we're good plumbers. We, we're all good at our trade. We're now concentrating on the client and talking about that, which is, that is, I think, the game changer. Yeah, the focus has completely changed, completely. So, and that, the reward or the, the turnaround's been exponential with that and going back to the testimonials and going back to the reviews where it's been nearly 500%. 500%, that's massive. Uh, it's massive and it's exciting. It's really exciting. And just to hear... To hear the client say it and to back it up with emails, it just makes everything a lot more worthwhile. And there's a lot of reward there. It's a, it's a good feeling. I'm really enjoying it. And the great thing now that it's supercharging the team because you're providing the team the recognition straight away. Whatever yeah. referrals or leads are coming through, and they're, especially when they're naming your team members, hey, Frank was great, Bill was great, Bob was awesome, giving them the recognition straight away, it's just like, wow. I'm being recognised. What I'm doing has purpose, has meaning, and I'm actually fulfilling something. Yeah, that's right. We're oh yeah, sending that message to them on the spot, not not holding back. Um, that that's a screenshot email directly to them, to all the boys, so they're all aware of who's doing what and what clients are happy in what in what space. So yeah, it's cool. Oh, look, it's it's more than cool. It's fantastic, and and as you were mentioning there, it's exciting, right? You've gone in a relatively short space of time over the last 12, 18 months from being a bit haggard, a bit frustrated, a bit unsure to now being massively excited. Agree? Yeah. Yeah, very, very much so. Yeah. And that started from making a tough call. That started from actually rip the bandit off and I'm going to make a change here and commit to and appreciate you trusting and being confident in our methodology and what we're about and, and the success stories in the community, knowing that that less is more mentality, knowing that by going deeper to really understand who you are as a leader, the values of the business, the promise that you deliver, understanding your team members, that has massive impact. And it's all those little one percenters now that you're doing really well. 
and tightening up. Yeah, every day you try to improve your team meetings. Agree? Every day you try to improve certain aspects of understanding the customer or following up with the customer. And that's a real pleasing thing, mate. It's really, really exciting. Now, from that there, so the team is now supercharged. So again, just reframe. We've got rid of clients. We've now identified our focus. We want to be great at the commercial maintenance plumbing. We've identified that our A-class client, the client that we want to love for the next X amount of decades that this brand is around, is around that commercial property manager. Because we've got that clear line of sight, we can have a clear vision, a clear promise that relates to that customer and the values and, and the and the behaviours required for that. So that's locked and loaded. You're then able to then very clearly set expectations with the team and measure performance with the team and allow them to own it. They didn't, again, you're, you're creating it simple for them, right? They get there, they know exactly what they're going to do, the type of client they're going to do. They've got all the gear, they're in and out. Yeah, that's right. Right, they're not trying to be jack of all trades. They're very specialists. And because they're really being, you're giving them autonomy, they're really starting to master what they do. And because you're getting that recognition, they're really getting purpose, which drives engagement. Yeah, and their confidence on site's a lot better. So they're, they're very confident in what they're doing. They do. They believe in it because they know they get, they get the reward in the end too. A, cl- mm. a, happy, a happy client. You know, yep. is it, it's the ultimate reward. So, and we're all human, so we want everyone to be happy really in the end and makes us happy. So, yeah, it's happening. No, I, I love it. Touched on that. We are human. We, are, we all do need that appreciation. We all do need that recognition. Also, we all need a, a tap on the back to say, you know, well done. Uh, and that you know, team members want support. They want to know that they're supported. Hmm. Now, the next step from that, we've got the base in play now. Now that that next key thing that we've put into play and that you've done well with is actually now going proactively meeting with your clients, meeting with past clients, current clients, and obviously prospects in a totally different professional manner of how you've done before. Talk us through some of the the ways now that you're now approaching and communicating with your A-class clients? Yeah. Well, I block out every well, every month. It's a commercial property manager. I, I block out uh, an hour or two with that client. Um, we take them away, take them for a coffee or lunch and just sit down and talk about the pain points or what their issues are they have with, with us or their buildings and what they need. It's not about me. It's all about them, um, which is really easy to do. Just sit and ask that question and let them talk and then just take the notes and work on that and come back with a with an answer. And they really enjoy, I think they're enjoying just having us listen to their issues and us, or we can provide them, provide them with, you know, with what they need and we're doing that. And out of all of that, yeah, we've, they're telling their colleagues about us. They feel like they're being listened to. So we're getting a lot more work orders come through. Um, it's had a huge impact. Um, it's hard to explain. It's like a, it's tenfold. You know, you make one little move and it opens up a whole nother, a whole nother world. And I'm just going to get better at it. It's, it's really good. It's really positive. And this is another one of those things where over the preceding sort of 14, 15 years, you were hesitant, hesitant to do. Again, it got you out of that comfort zone. We had some of those discussions where it got you out of the comfort zone of really sitting down in a planned and professional way, eyeballing your client and asking some tough questions 
what other pain points, what can we do better? But the way that we're now undertaking things in a professional way, again, it's old school in the way that we're eyeballing, eyeballing the client. We're there face-to-face. We're not just sending a text or, or sending an automated email. We're actually eyeballing them. But more importantly, it's the, the time in the preparation for the meeting. Agree? It's a time in preparing the way we do it here and the expression of interest documentation, the way that we're actually tailoring things to our client. We're not a cookie cutter. We're actually very clearly trying to identify this particular client's pain points, what problems do they have, and then identifying how we're the experts in providing those solutions, but really articulating value. Now, what I want to touch on is is an example, which is a great example, which I love telling people about this example, is that in this wasn't too long ago, I think about three months ago, you, again, key client that you've had for a long time, you set up the meeting, you sat down with them, and straight away you said, okay, how can we help you? And pretty much they said, well, you're too expensive, Paul, and we're going someone else. We're going mm-hmm. for another contractor. Agree, just very clearly, or oh, hit you in the face, agree? Yes, the maintenance manager worded me up and said that, the general manager, the GM, was looking at uh, going down another track with another plumber, and I asked him for a meeting straight away uh, with both of them, and uh, they said that's fine. So I went in there and we organised that, and I took in our values, the way we do it here, and uh, sat down and just asked that question and said, you know, what, what are your pain points? How are you going? What can we do better? And, you know, I, I do ask, what do we do well? We need to know that as well. But first of all, what can we do to do a better job for you? And he said, it come down to price. And uh, I said, well, that's, that's okay. I understand that. Um, look, we aren't the cheapest on the block. We're not going to be. The service and the level of professionalism that we offer is, is uh, you know, it's there. We've got all your documentation, your history, your photos. We know you're building inside out. That's you can't put a price on that and everything that we do, we ex- execute and we're here for you. We're always available. So just sitting down and going through the values with them and discussing that, he basically said, look, I've never had this before. I've never had. So just, I just want to stop you there for one sec, just so just to connect the dots. So what you did, you got the way we do it here document, which is a one pager, which is the most expensive document, anything in the organization. On that one document, it's got the vision, it's got the promise, it's got the values and behaviours. Agree? So you've yeah. got that. You actually, in the course of the heat of the battle, as it were, in this conversation, you calmly got out the document, provided him a document as well, and then you calmly and very clearly communicated the value and you really educated that client. We went line by line, Matt, and it was, yeah, just very slowly and methodically went line by line and I could, I could explain everything on, on how we act on each individual value that we had. Um, and it you know, went through for, it was a 20-minute discussion on our values and what, what, how, we, how we do that, how we offer that and, and how to back it. And that's what blew him away. It was just, he, was, he was quite, not stunned, but he was pretty impressed. And, uh, so, again, just in his words, what did he say again? He said, I've never, pretty much, I've never seen anything like this before. No, he hadn't. No, he hadn't had anyone come in to see him with that sort of uh, presentation or, or conversation about what anyone offers. 
yeah, he loved it. He he was he's been talking about it ever since himself, and um, we've got that relationship now, and he he trusts me, and we receive more work orders than we ever had with that building, and we've got a great relationship from it. And then and he, and he didn't have to change your price. No, we no, that's right. We we should be putting it up, but. <laughs> But this is, a, this is what I want to tell everyone. So everyone who's listening, this is a great story. Head on, about to lose a contract because of price, but because of Paul was prepared with the values, understanding the value that he delivered, he clearly educated that client around the value, how you go about it, and really aligned with your client's values. And it was a bit like an aha moment on the client side, thinking, okay, shit, you guys are good. Wow, you, I've never seen this before. So you really created that wow factor, and now look at it again: more work, better quality relationship. Yeah, far better quality relationship. Yeah, I learned that. He he did say, "Look, I like I like a one on one. I don't. No one does that. I love having a coffee and sitting down and having a chat. I would like it if we can do it more often. What you've done is great. Can we continue this? So I learned a lot there too." So we've done that again and we can t- we'll continue to do that. You know, it's my shout for coffee this time and it's your shout for coffee next time. It's perfect. Love it. Love it. And since that first time, you've rolled it out numerous times now and you're just getting stronger and more confident in your delivery, in the messaging. Yeah. Agree? You're very clear and precise on the expectations. This is the way we do it here. This is the way we do it here. And the response from... The clients now, same thing, isn't it? Is it you're getting that consistent yeah. positive feedback, that consistent consistent wow factor, and as you mentioned, you're getting a lot of referrals from that. Yeah, it's been. I mean, I've always been a little bit shy presenting myself. I'm always been good on the tools, but uh, yeah, I'm learning how to um, yeah how to articulate our message, and it's it's getting it's been great. It's been a good learning curve for me and. The outcome, every single meeting I've had out of what would it be, five um, key clients in the last, uh, what have we got, six months, they've all enjoyed that message and they've all, I just contact them all. We've got a relationship now. We're getting more work orders. Um, mm. And we have. We've got, we're literally getting more of their colleagues sending work orders from the same company. But a lot more, a lot more names coming through. Everyone's got their own portfolio. They've all got mm. their own buildings they look after. So I think it's it's hard to put a finger on, but it would be almost three, four times the amount of work orders now we have than we had when we're doing building, um, because going back to just that focus and slowing down and knowing what knowing what we want, and coming down definitely that it's that that less is more because on the back of that another key thing strategy that we've worked on and definitely directed you to do is get rid of some of the social media distractions. And what a lot of businesses do, you try from a marketing point of view, you try and again tap the wheel of everything. You've got spinning plates all over the place for marketing. Now that can cost a lot of time, cost a lot of money, and generally fail to get any return at all. From a business owner's point of view, they think at least I'm marketing, I'm doing something. I'm spending money, so at least it gives me confidence that I'm doing something. But as you know, when you sort of sat back again and reflected and reviewed the amount of time that you're spending on, whether it be LinkedIn or Instagram or social media, different things in, in email marketing and other aspects like that, for the time, money, and energy, there was no return. 
or very limited return. Agree? Yeah. No, it's uh, I mean, I did I did a marketing course. Would have been gee, four year, five year ago now, and um, got right into the marketing, and uh, yeah, it definitely took me away from the place that I should have been spending time. And you know, it was it, I learned a lot, but there was no reward. There was no return at all. Really, you can't. I couldn't put anything down on it. And as soon as I hung that up and got rid of those apps that I no longer use, and yeah, now having those meetings directly with the client instead of trying to attract people to our brand, just going in there and attacking it and making it happen, it's uh, you can't even put a, a value on it. Uh, I won't be going back. I mean, I, I definitely would like to go back and do, you've got to do your social media, but if you don't have the capacity for it, don't do it. Yeah. And we will eventually. It's just a matter of time, but it won't be me doing it. It won't be me trying to be a marketing company. I'll be doing what I need to do and I'll be getting somebody who's professional to do what they need to do. So I think wasting time trying to be a professional marketing agency is, is just not good time spent. Yeah, definitely. And look, one of the key things about marketing, like you mentioned, if you can't do it well, don't do it. It's about consistency. Some people will get really hyped up with their social media and they'll do a post for a couple of weeks or a month, then it dies off. And I just want to frame for everyone listening, this comes back to understanding where your customers live. Now, if you're business to business, like Paul is with commercial property manager, it's all about being proactive and identifying people you want to work for so you can actually knock on their door and through a warm lead or a warm introduction rather than sitting back on your heels waiting for them to come. So in Paul's case, it's very much about being proactive on the front foot meeting face-to-face. Obviously, if it's residential and it's high volume, you've definitely got to have, again, targeted social media campaigns. But again, rather than trying to do everything, just get one great, be great at one thing so you know you're getting an ROI on that before you move to another potential platform. That's where it gets busy, messy, and costly. And again, doing what you're doing now, because you've got that focus, mate, it's allowed you to really streamline that marketing. But again, coming back to having the time to listen to the clients, listening meaning we want face-to-face conversations. We want this, that we want these relationships. Agree. And that's enabled you that less is more. You can get better, better understanding, a whole heap of, you know, we're getting deeper with our knowledge of the client's problems as opposed to haven't got time. The job's done. I'm going to move on. Next job. Agree. That was what you were previously. Next building. You never had time to stop and really eyeball them and get an understanding of their needs and how you can actually improve the performance, improve the satisfaction. And it's now, the great thing is it's all evident, right? We've got proof that, that it works in terms of, was a 500% increase in reviews, yeah, essentially a five times in, increase in work orders. You're getting referrals now. The team's getting sharper. You're getting sharper as a leader. And coming back to it, I'm bloody excited. How good is this? And I know at times you sort of pinch yourself, right? Like I think with Esther, your wife, sometimes you're saying, don't jinx it. We're on a roll here. What's going on? This is too good to be true. Yeah, less is more. <laughs> it's uh, it's quite incredible. Yeah, that's it. Now, going forward, that confidence in the future, and this is a great thing we've gone through and you know, some of the things that you've rated yourself on, that confidence level, you, know, you were originally around that two 
out of 10. Now you're essentially 10 out of 10, you know, based on knowing that you've got the success habits. We've got the success habits in place. We've got the methodology in place. And the key thing that, you know, we're obviously, we're big on is that financial position and that increase in that financial position from your point of view, you know, by removing those poor clients and getting focus, the profitability and cash flow uh, increasing big time. And also then importantly too, from a team collaboration point of view, overall from a team collaboration point of view and engagement point of view, that increase there is evident in the result from a client point of view. Agree? Yeah. Just to finish off or before we finish off, someone starting out, some, some business owner who's been operating for one year, two years, three years, they're on their journey. They're starting to feel a bit of pain. You know, they've, they've got a few war wounds. What would be one or two key things that you would recommend to them to think about or consider on their journey? Get a coach. Get a coach. Don't muck around. I mean, it's, um, I've been told that. I was told that in the first part of what I did. You know, don't, don't be afraid to charge what you think you're worth. Don't, don't undercut yourself because it takes you a lot. If you, start, if you start too low, it takes you a long time to get up to where you should be. So have an understanding of what, you, what you're doing and how much you should charge and make sure it's profitable, but you've got to have a coach. I just, I, I mean, you don't want to say you, don't, you, should, you should have a coach. It's just going to help you uh, grow quickly and get rid of all the white noise, basically. It's a, a positive thing, definitely. On from that too, it's about having that right support, that the right team in your corner. And often be coach, accountant, legal, whatever, they, whatever it is, depending on the type of work that you're doing, but it's about having the right advice in the corner. And too often, people don't have that right advice. They listen to family members who have got no idea. They listen to people at the pub. They listen to people at the supplier, you know, going into the suppliers who often don't have the right advice or the skill or the knowledge. And that's that white noise that you're alluding to. And that's what we're big on, agree? Like it's cut the white noise out. Let's focus on the plan. Let's do the one percenters, stick to the success habits that work rather than all the, oh, you should do this or you should do that. When people don't actually know your business, everyone's happy to have a comment, but you know, you've got to know your business. Every business is different. Agree? Yep, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you can we're all good on the tools, you know, we're all we're all plumbers, tradesmen, whoever we are, but we're good at what we do, but when it comes to business, uh, it's a different game and we definitely need help. We all need help. Um, uh, going to the right person and getting good help is is key, I think. If I rewound 15 years now, I mean, I, I think I learned the hard way. I, I tend to do that in my life, but um, I think you can learn a lot doing it that way. It's just a, it's a very, it's not the quickest, it's a slow way to do it. You want to fast track that that hard yard you don't want to be in that hard yard for too long it'll wear you down and it'll actually finish some people up very quickly so you've got to be resilient it doesn't matter it's never going to be easy but to have a coach on your side is gonna is gonna speed that process up and and help you immensely and framing that mate it's essentially about forget about being great on the tools you've got to be great at business and you need to be great at business you need the right support the right advice there for you again to fast track it as we say, success leaves close. You don't have to go on the journey by yourself. You don't have to try and work at the hard way. There is a, a proven method. And listening to your story, very clear, you've used that proven method to great success, and which is exciting, mate. So really looking forward to the future. 
Yeah, absolutely, Matt. And thank you, mate. It's been been a brilliant journey so far, and I, I'm really looking forward to the rest of it. No, it's great, Paul, and everyone out there. Plenty of great takeaways for our listeners. So, really appreciate you sharing. Cheers for jumping on board, mate. We'll have to get you on the the podcast again in six, twelve months' time to hear how you're progressing. Yeah, good stuff. Definitely, very keen. Cheers, Paul. Good on you, Matt. See, you, mate. You're here to change your life. Because there's too much on the line, you're sacrificing shitload now and your family need to benefit. You've got to make learning a passion for yourself. The clicker for me, come and realise that, hey, I've got to get better at business.